0: Welcome to The Receptive Life. We're learning how to fight against the unholy trinity to defend ourselves with the promises that come from the person and the work of Jesus, but also learning how to receive all of the gifts that can only come from the hands of the triune God. So, The Receptive Life is a a spiritual framework. It's made up of a daily practice, but also a a weekly practice. And the daily practice has six stations. So, um, in the morning, station number one, you can make the sign of the cross. You can say the Trinitarian invocation, place the name of the Triune God uh, upon yourself. And in station two, you you say the evening and uh, or the morning prayer. Station three, you make a confession of uh, of sins. You examine your life, a life of repentance, uh, but also holding on and remembering your baptism. Of the works of Jesus are applied. To you, you uh, you have His works, His righteousness uh, upon uh, upon your life. Station four is a time where you set aside each day to read uh, the Scriptures, the living and active Word of God that reveals uh, the Person and the work of Jesus. Uh, station five uh, that's a morning and evening commendation. As Psalm 92 would uh, would say, it's good. It's good to proclaim the Lord's love in the morning and his faithfulness at night. And station six is a, a doxology, uh, an acknowledgement from where uh, all the blessings come from, from the hands of the triune God, but also a blessing, uh, the blessing of the, the triune God as we go about our day or as we lie down in the evening. So that's the daily practice. Now following that is a a weekly practice. And uh, you note there, there's uh, these different stations for the different days of the week. And these these focus on the chief parts, uh, the core of the Christian faith. So on Monday, uh, you could focus on the Ten Commandments. On Tuesday, focus on the Creed. And in this uh, video series, uh, we're going to be talking about uh, the Lord's Prayer. Now, In the Lord's Prayer, um, there are these different petitions that that God himself gives to us um, as a great comfort, and we can see it as a place to receive the gifts from God, but also in the sense that uh, it's a battle cry, we call out to him in the day of trouble. There's a little Bridger verse from Psalm 119 that can help us meditate on the Lord's Prayer. And it is Psalm 119, verse 145. I have called with my whole heart, answer me, Lord, I will keep your statutes. So you can prepare to meditate on uh, the Lord's Prayer by, by saying that little verse a number of different ways. I have called with my whole heart, answer me, Lord, I will keep your statutes. Now, uh, in succession, though, uh, these chief parts, especially as they're arranged in uh, Luther's small catechism, help us understand uh, a number of core uh, foundational beliefs. Uh, Ten Commandments would be what we are to do and not to do. This is God's will for us. God's revealed uh, will found in the scriptures. What does love look like? Love God, love the neighbor. The Apostles' Creed doesn't talk about what we are to do or not to do, but rather it speaks of what God himself has done and the gifts that come from the hands of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So the Creed then talks about what we are to believe, or uh, you could say confess, I believe in God the Father Almighty, I believe in God the Son, I believe in God the Holy Spirit. In the Lord's Prayer then, we, um, we are encouraged then to come to this God who gives himself to us completely. And so the Lord's Prayer helps us understand, well, why, why should we pray? How do we pray? Uh, in what manner, uh, do we, do we pray? And there's good news is that God himself is more concerned about us bringing our petitions to him than, than we are. And so he gives us the gift of uh, this prayer called the Lord's Prayer. Now, Isn't it true, though, that prayer reveals who our God really is? Just as everyone believes something, everyone has a confession of faith, so also in a sense, uh, if you see prayer as crying out for help, everyone everyone prays. But again, what is the object of faith? What is the object of the calling out? Who is it that we um, raise our voice to or you know cry out to uh, express the sighs and the groans that come from the daily troubles of life so prayer reveals who our god is is it the true god the father the son and the holy spirit that we're praying to or is it a false uh, a false god so we pray in faith by faith and through faith and and the wonderful news is that the holy spirit is the one who gives us uh, the gifts of Jesus gives us the faith to believe, to trust, to hold on to, to call out uh, to this God in the day of trouble. Now, Psalm 50, verse 15, a wonderful verse. Maybe it's one of those verses you can you can hide in your heart. It says, "'Call on me in the day of trouble. I will deliver you, and you will honor me.'" harkens back to the second commandment, doesn't it? Uh, Luther in his small catechism says, Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain. And then, as he always does, he has this little phrase, and then he just says it in such a simple way. What does this mean? Answer, well, we should fear and love God, that we may not curse, swear, use witchcraft, lie, or deceive by his name, but call upon it in every trouble. Pray, praise and give thanks. So Lord's Prayer, you could summarize it really as there is a command behind it, right? Call upon me. Don't take the name of the Lord thy God in vain. Don't curse, swear, lie, or deceive. but call upon it in the day of trouble. Uh, again, it reveals who our, our God is. So there's a command. There's also an invitation um, with a promise. So God is so gracious to us. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit inviting us to pray for the gifts, the gifts of creation, the gifts of uh, redemption, all the works of Jesus, and uh, the gifts of the Spirit. So not only a command, but an invitation with a promise. And then we're comforted with uh, the blessing that God is so concerned about uh, us praying to him that he gives to us the very words to pray uh, and the way to pray. And so what a gift uh, the Lord's prayer is. Now always set in the context of prayer is this conflict and we often refer to it again as the holy trinity, father, son and holy spirit against the unholy trinity, uh which would be the devil, the corrupt world that we live in and our own sinful flesh. And as we go throughout uh this uh, this uh, uh, this video about um the different petitions in the Lord's Prayer, you'll see how Martin Luther in his small catechism keeps referencing this idea of the enemies, the unholy trinity, and how uh, the petitions in this prayer, the Holy Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit has given us weapons, uh, the very words to fight against the unholy trinity, the devil, the corrupt world, and our own sinful flesh. So you'll see it in uh, such phrases as, Thy name, thy name be holy. Hallowed be thy name. Uh, well, that's uh, against my name uh, being made holy. Thy kingdom is against my my kingdom or the kingdom of the devil, the kingdom of this world being established. Uh, thy will uh, against my will, or the will uh, again of the evil one, the will of uh, this world. Now the the structure of the Lord's prayer, suppose I can maybe say it as simply as this, is it begins with confidence and certainty. It ends with confidence and certainty. And in between, there are uh, these petitions that God would do his work. Uh, So we would call those the thy petitions. And that uh, he would give to us what, uh, what we need in this daily life. So the us petitions. So our father... Who art in heaven? Well, that begins with this boldness and confidence, uh, speaking to the one who created the universe as a father. And we'll learn how we come to this father as dear children. Well, how can we do that? Well, it's only through the gift of faith that God Himself has brought us into the family, uh, that He has placed His name upon us. We have boldness and confidence. Jesus is our brother confidence and certainty at the end you'll say such things as amen which means yes yes it is it is so uh so the, the idea that what after you pray the lord's prayer you can say well god himself gave me these words to pray so i know that he's pleased with them uh that he hears uh, the petitions but in between again is uh, there are certain things that we'll we will petition that God uh, will do his work. Uh, God, your name needs to be holy among us. Your kingdom needs to come to us. Your will needs to be done among us. And then the very tender prayers that can come for our, uh, our needs, our daily bread, our transgressions, our sins being forgiven, uh, not having us led into temptation, but delivering us from the evil one. So there's this command. Yes, you know we should pray. It does reveal who our God is. We are to call upon Him uh, in every trouble. Pray, praise, give thanks. Uh, not only a command, but an invitation with a promise that God Himself has given uh, us this prayer to expect to receive gifts, and the very words uh, to pray, and uh, also the way to pray. So we'll focus on this little verse all throughout our our video series on the Lord's Prayer. Psalm 50 verse 15. Call on me in the day of trouble. I will deliver you and you will honor me.